And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. As always, in the opposite corner of my mano, you mind my verbal sparring partner, uh, the man uh, who's always got something Philly fresh on, even though they stunk their way out of the playoffs. None other Here we than go, man. Uh, the Iron One, Wildress Ruffin. You couldn't even hold your slander in 15 seconds into the show. But it's all good, though, because you ain't really got much out there in St. Louis uh, besides the ravioli. So that's fine. I'll take the slander. because We, we didn't know, get there, uh, our, our fan base hopes up uh, by going and then losing. What do y'all got, like the St. Louis Blues or something? That we do. And we're going to whip it. up on yeah. And, and, we, we and y'all ain't whipping up, y'all not whipping up on them flyers, so I don't even say that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Wilders. I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, the slander man himself. You see the halo over his head, but that's not a halo. That's the shine from the hatred that he shows. Wow. My man, the voice. The voice, how you feeling? Oh man, fighting a good fight, it is well. Yeah, I can tell. It's smoke o'clock, and clearly you came 15 minutes before the show. Mm-hmm. But we got a great show uh, covering some things in the UFC, big fights in boxing, and we got a very special last word for you. Let's get right into it. Voice, are you ready? Yes, sir. Let's get into it. Now, when Yuri and Alex Pereira meet for the vacant UFC light heavyweight championship on November 11th at the Madison Square Garden, expect to see about that compete for performance of the night due to the laser focus of Yuri and Pereira's desire to figure out the dominant year via a former opponent in Alex's coach, Glover Teixeira. Now, the last time fans saw Yuri in that in Octagon, it was actually during a win over Glover for the UFC Light Heavyweight Championship. That was not only fight of the night, but named by many as the fight of the year. Now, Yuri would have to vacate the title before defending it due to injury and is now back to regain would he say that he has not lost? <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. For Yuri, it is a place that he stated that he feels he belongs. He recently stated, I see it warrior against warrior. I don't want to speak about my samurai character or something like that, but it's truth. I was inspired by my Bushido and this type of focus for a fight and everything of what you're doing within your life. Do it with all your focus and give it all your heart to your performance. That's why we are warriors, because we go there and there's nothing like it. The belt from last year, I have in my room, and I still see myself like a champion. But I need to remind all the people that I really am, because I need to keep it up in the present. Now, for Alex, it's literally all about studying his opponent via his last triumph over his coach, while also giving fans about to make them forget about the bout it's replacing uh, that previously featured John Jones. Alex stated it was definitely a hard it was definitely a hard fight. Glover was winning that fight to the moment that he got submitted. Glover had all this experience and is very important to me. I'm not going to go into this fight thinking it's going to be easy because Glover already had fought him. But with Glover and the experience he has, he's already helped me. Regardless of whether this fight or the previous fight, he plays a big part of that. And I know everyone is pumped for this fight. I think regardless if the main event got pulled or not, I think the fans have the options to get a refund 
but I don't think they did because everybody wants to see this fight. Now, voice. That's two supremely focused individuals. Alex is coming in almost Hollywood style, like he's looking to avenge his his coach. And Yuri is just laser focused to re-earn what he's looking to what he didn't lose before. What are your thoughts on this bout and their their mindsets going into this? My thoughts regarding the bout, as you stated, the whole warrior versus warrior take. And it really, and we, we talked about this a bit off air, it really reminds me of an old school martial arts film where you killed my master. Now, you know, I'm, I'm on a, a quest to, to take you out. And I granted uh, Glover's still alive. He'll be in his corner, but he did best him and, and really snatched the victory from the jaws of defeat. I had him down three rounds to one in that fourth round and it looked like he was winning that round uh being glover although it was a very very competitive fight then yuri submitted glover who is a jujitsu ace so that was like what and it was just like out of nowhere so yeah he's definitely he being uh Pareda is definitely looking to do this as a matter of fact it was talked about and bandied about while he was still at middleweight, that if he were victorious against uh, Israel Adesanya, that you know he may come up and wait and try to be a two-time champion to try to knock off Yuri. Yuri's been out, you know, had some interim champs. Well, not interim. Actually, Jamal Hill was a full champ, and then he went out, and now here we go. Uh, you know, it's, it's vacant again. I can't wait to see the fight because it's going to be awesome if alex wins it'll be his second title in a different weight class within 12 months two titles two different weight classes 12 months just got inducted into the glory hall of fame it's five and one in his ufc run with wins over middleweight champ performing middleweight champ israel adesanya and current middleweight champ sean strickland you know he, he definitely wants to get this where yuri Yeri has not lost since 2015. Well, my man, that's right. Niger stand up. Mola Wall beat him during the uh, New Year's Eve card on Verizon. Since then, he's bested uh, Mo. You know, got got his get back. Beat Vadim Nemkov. He's uh, beat CB Dalloway, Volkan Uzdemir. Two of the 33 fights that he's had have gone to the cards. Just two of them. Once in victory, once in loss. So I don't expect to see this one go to the cards. This is one of the reasons why the great people of New York did not turn in uh, their tickets that they wanted to see the fight because it should be a banger and a stand-up war of attrition. It's, yeah, you're right. Like you said, it's definitely two warriors. You know, as you said, Yuri has not tasted defeat since 2015. Since that time, he's uh, better off. 13 wins since. Uh, now, as for Pereira, like you stated, you know, he had that loss to, to Izzy at UFC 287, but he bounced back with that win over uh, Jan uh, Blackwoods, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, so, coming in, it's going to be two Warriors literally going at it. It's going to be exciting. Definitely looking for this to be performance tonight, maybe fighter of the year, possibly. So, it's going to be a great bout. Um, now, taking place on that same bout, 
um, is going to be the co-main event. Now, this is going to be the interim title bout between Sergey Pavlovich and Tom Espinoff. Now, the two fighters were actually added to the main event in late October after UFC heavyweight champion John Jones was pulled uh, due to injury, as uh, Sergey was actually the replacement uh, in that bout. Now, while UFC has stated that this is an interim title bout for Sergey, he stated, for me, this is a legit title. <laughs> now, as the number two uh, fighter in the heavyweight ranking, Sergey has been on a mission to prove that he belongs and he should be champion. And if you think about it, in his past six bouts, Pavlovich is undefeated by KO with four of those fights earning performance of the night. And he stated, if you look, or if time looks at my past opponents, they're all tough, durable, strong guys. So I think now Tom is the next step in front of me. He's the next step that I have to take to get further. And if you look at me and if you look at what I do, we train hard to make sure we achieve the next goal. Now for Aspinall, he feels just as strongly as Sergey concerning the interim title. And he was speaking with Michael Bisping and he stated, I feel like I'm going to be heavyweight champion of the world. I didn't know if that was going to be this weekend or in five years. At some point, I'm going to be heavyweight champion of the world before this career is over. I got the call on two and a half weeks notice. I didn't expect it to be this weekend, but I still think I'm going to win. He later stated, there's still John Jones lurking around, but who knows if he's going to, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know him personally or anything like that, but I honestly think I can win. Obviously, I'm not going to show up to a fight, fly across the world, sign a contract, and then, and then if I don't think I'm going to win, obviously I'm here to win and nothing else. Someone's getting finished. That's inevitable. And that goes without saying. I reckon the second or the third, and I think I can finish him in the second or the third. Now, it sounds to me like Tom is calling his shot here, which is amazing. So here we see voices. There are two fighters who literally feel like they deserve to be the heavyweight champion of the world, whether that interim title was there or not. What are your feelings uh, on the statements by both? And with the interim tag being on there, who do you see as being the best fit for John Jones in a future fight? As far as their statements, they're both saying the things that they're supposed to say. You know, as when I was supposed to say, hey, if I'm taking this fight, I believe I'm going to win. He better believe he's going to win, especially doing it on short notice that's something that may or may not play out in this fight we'll see and the reason that i say it may or may not play out is that both of these fighters are finishing machines win or loss aspinall does not go to the judges never been to the judges he either stops his opponent or he gets stopped you already talked about pavlovich's streak of uh six knockouts and that's in the ufc you know that, that he's done that uh running off six straight so um yeah he, he he's doing his thing and like i said they're both saying the things that they're supposed to say as far as the interim tag is concerned that's a whole nother story because we don't know what john Jones is going to do he may be done you know after this is done because he really was coming back to fight stipe if he can't get that stipe fight you know, or, you know, Steve Bay says, hey, you know what, I'm done. Then John might be done. And that interim tag very well may be lifted off of it. Or it may be a situation like Robert Whitaker when he fought Yoel Romero for the interim title as 
uh, Bisping was fighting GSP, and the winner of that didn't have a title. They just walked off. GSP walked off, and then the interim became the real thing. So, like I said, there's a lot of stuff going on with this fight, and uh, that's what I feel about what they said. What was the second part? Who, you know, let's say John Jones does decide to come back. Who would be the better opponent for him in a fight to decide who's the actual heavyweight champion? Hmm. I would say strictly by skill set that it would be Aspinall because Aspinall is the more well-rounded fighter. You know, he, he has a ground game. He's tricky. He's one of the faster heavyweights that are out there so it'd be interesting to see how john deals with speed at heavyweight you know we've seen him deal with it at different weight classes but not necessarily at heavyweight because that changes things we discussed it a little bit or i should say it's been discussed regarding fury and nganu that if you're fighting a heavyweight you can get knocked out doesn't matter uh, what their skill set is, you can get knocked out. You can, you get caught, you'll be hurt. So, from that perspective, I would rather see Aspinall face John. That's understandable. Now, let's you know before we move on. Let's say hypothetically John doesn't come back, and one of these one of these two fighters, well, one of these two fighters have to win. Who would be the next fighter in line for? A title shot if that interim uh interim tag is removed and they're said to be the the full heavyweight champion wow that's a great question there are a number of people out there uh that would want to face off for two people come to mind specifically i know that's the two people who were supposed to fight last week but could not fight and that's well at least one of them couldn't fight and that's curtis blaze and jailton almeida they would be in the running along with Cyril Gaon. Cyril will probably get that shot, uh, but Curtis and Jelton will be right there behind. It might be a situation like Pavlovich found himself in where one of those two fighters serves as a backup. Awesome, awesome. Great voice. Great, great for that. Now, make sure you all tune in. That's going to be UFC 295 that's going to be taking place live from Madison Square Garden November 11th, November 11th 2023. Uh, make sure you all tune in. I'm sure Voice is going to be sharing his thoughts on that as he always does. Uh, make sure that you actually follow him uh, on social media for that rundown. And we're going to take a quick break. Um, give you guys a break to check out Ozil Brand. You already know what it is. One of our great, awesome sponsor. We're going to be right back in a second. It's not just about the love of the game. It's about dedication and commitment through the process and the patience to endure. There's joy in reaching your goals and peace in knowing you've done all you're supposed to do. Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand. It's a lifestyle. 